And so your spirit man became alive with God. Your spirit man became alive with God wants you to have revelation knowledge. So the word of God now began to tell you what spiritual things are going on in your life and how to access spiritual strength to overcome so so that you cannot pick up divine signals so when joshua the book of joshua is like the book of ephesians in the new testament when joshua who was an ordinary military man was about to cross over the jordan with god's people to possess lands that had giants on god said moses has had an encounter with me one-on-one -on -one. but i cannot be having encounters with everybody who will lead my people so joshua i have made moses to write the first five books of moses genesis exodus leviticus numbers and deuteronomy this book of the law within it is my original thought and intent for a regenerated spirit man and so this book of the law it shall not depart from your mouth so god is teaching him how to function in the supernatural when you begin to operate in spaces you have not yet occupied before father grant us understanding to this revealed knowledge so god was teaching joshua how to function in the order of god that a man that submits to god there is a way to take over territories there is a way to have an upper hand over the affairs of life there is a way that irrespective of the giants in the land irrespective of the obstacles ahead of you there is a way that you prevail and the way is that this book of the law the word of god in your mouth is like the word of god in the mouth of god it means that the word of god in your mouth it carries the same potency like the word of god in the mouth of god he's telling joshua you will not always have a burning boots experience i'll not always come down on a mountain to speak because you go to places where there are no mountains how do you prevail in places where there are no mountains this is how we operate this book of the law he says it shall not depart out of thy mouth he said but thou shalt meditate therein day and night look at what he says <laughs> he says you shall meditate therein to meditate means to matter unto yourself he says in the day season where you expect night seasons to appear you must speak it in the night season of your life where you expect day to break forth you must speak it it's a heavy statement i just made he says you will meditate you will matter it to yourself day because everybody would before you can go to your next season the evening and the morning must appear and he says ah have you didn't you read the bible that it says weeping may endure for a night but joy comes in the morning how does joy come in the morning and david encouraged himself in the lord except you speak the word of god over your life morning will, he says weeping may and look at this he says may endure 
what it means is you determine the endurance of the weeping ah he said for his anger endured but a moment and in his favor is life now everybody look at the screen god's anger endures but a moment it means that when god is angry with you you can start speaking for god's word into the situation that you feel god got angry with and god will change his life and give you favor why because god's favor is for you to live a life favor is for life look at it he says he puts it there why is he saying favor is for life he puts a colon there he's going to explain what he means but he says weeping may endure for a night but joy comes in the morning and he's telling that this thing that is working is because of his favor and his favor is for life what does it mean i don't want to confuse you let me break down the english what it means is brother the bible says god has exalted his word above himself that he cannot lie when god sought for something that was higher than himself that he would swore by the bible says when god did not find anything god exalted his name above himself and swore by his name so when god is angry with me and i can find the scripture god will not show me favor even though he's angry with you. he says his anger is but for a moment his favor is for life he says weeping may endure for a night so you determine how long of endurance of weeping you want to have he says but joy cometh he said joy it comes how does joy come you call it forth the bible says we call forth things that be not as though they were we are told in hebrews chapter 11 that by faith we are and that the worlds were framed by the things which are not seen so 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 you're out the material world let your thoughts be agreeable with god's word and let your confession be agreeable with god's word let your thoughts be agreeable with god's word and let your confessions let your confessions be agreeable with god's word when you have a fight with your husband what words come from your mouth oh this marriage it will not work i want to divorce your thoughts are not agreeing with god's word and so divorce is inevitable you know this marriage is bullshit marriage i'm going i'm going to look for a better woman to marry you have declared the end of your relationship from the beginning because you are a spirit speaking being death and life are in the power of the tongue we are told by scripture i create the fruit of your lips so if death and life are in the power of the tongue if death and life are in the power of the tongue then it means that the kind of life you want to have is in your tongue is it not it and i've been demonstrating it in this church day by day that there is an anointing on every child of god that is the power of the holy ghost is in you but that power is activated by the use of your mouth he said in isaiah 57 19 i create the fruit of the lips peace peace to him that is far off and to him that is near said the lord i will heal he says that i create the fruit what have you been saying he says this book of the lord shall not depart out of thy mouth but thou shalt meditate therein day and night that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein ayosha so he says you look at the situation you observe the situation and you speak forth what you expect you look at the situation 
and say, this is not God's will for my life. I refuse to be victimized and intimidated by life. Oh God, your word says, God says, when you do that, you, you will make your way prosperous. You, not somebody who will do it. I'm going to ask you a question. Why is it that rich people, when they are going to build a city, when they are going to start Dubai, they took their 3D and started advertising on CNN of the future of how a desert will look like. They did it for many, many years. Many, many. They just borrowed $2 billion and they started building the Dubai city. $2 billion. $2 billion. Ghana government have borrowed more than that. Yet we have not that. They borrowed the initial money they borrowed them was $2 billion. Then they did a 3D of the entire city. They, they did a 3D. They got, they got, they built the architect design. Then they did a, a dummy of the city and put it in a glass of the future of the city of how the city would look like. Then they started advertising that people should buy a part of the desert. And the way they packaged the thing and invested money into marketing and advertising, people started buying. So people started paying before they built. So they got more money and kept building. And so today, so they said we are building it in phases. The phases they started now is now a village. Are you getting me? The ones they started at the beginning is a village now because they built better ones. And now they are rebuilding the old ones to refit it. Because the old one was just advertising campaign. God would appear to Abraham and say to him, as far as your eyes can see, I will give it to you. So it means that what you cannot see, you cannot have. What you cannot see, you cannot desire. What you cannot see, number one, you cannot have. What you cannot see, number two, you cannot desire. What you cannot desire, you cannot expect. And what you cannot expect, it will not become a reality. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? It cannot become a reality. And so, and so God is speaking to Joshua. He said, observe to do. So look at the situation and speak forth the life-giving force because you were speaking spirit into the situation. He says this. He says that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous. And I've, I taught it in the first episode. So go and listen to it. He says that you are the one who make your way. And I'm going to continue from it. That's why I want to lay a foundation and pick it up. He said you make your way. Say if you are not happy. It's not a witch. It's not a demon. You don't make your way prosperous. Because he says you will observe to do. So you observe the situation. You know what to do. Based on the instruction of scripture. You will know what to do. Based on what? The instruction of scripture. He says, For then thou shalt make thy way. You see, remember the personal pronoun there. Thy way. So you have a way. It doesn't have to be God's way. He says your way. You know, most of the time we are praying and say, God, show me what to do. But God is actually waiting for us to take a step because he has showed us his will. I wish above all things that you prosper and be in good health. So whilst you are going, he divinely guides you. But you must choose where you want to go. He divinely guides you, but you choose where you want to go. Ask of me the nations for your inheritance. The Bible says. God says, ask for me the nations. But if you decide to choose Ghana and choose 
Sudan. And to, it is the way you have asked for. Or you can choose Lithuania, Prague, Latvia. You have chosen. But their nation, he said, ask of me the nations for your inheritance. He says, and I will give you. God is saying, ask for me the nations. Why are we not asking? Because all we know is America. We think our destiny. American visa. Because it is not America. Neither is it Germany. Could it be that there is a nation that needs your anointing? It needs the grace on your head. Because in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 6, the Bible says, But to each one of us, grace is given according to the measure of the gift of Christ. So if there's no grace on your life, how will it work? He says, all of us, there's a grace, but that anointing. He says, ask of me the nations for your inheritance. He didn't say America. He didn't say France. He didn't say Netherlands. Yet God says, ask of me the nations. The day you got saved, the Holy Spirit came to live in you. The Bible says, but if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal body by his spirit that dwelleth in you. Romans chapter 8 verse number 11. Now that you are saved, we are told in Romans chapter 8 verse 8 that, if so be that the spirit of God dwells in you. Now if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. And if Christ be you, the body is dead because of sin. But the spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal body by his spirit that dwells in you. So he's telling us that the Holy Spirit dwells in us. If the Holy Spirit now dwells in us, we must now function like the way Christ functioned. We must now operate like the way Christ operated. We must now understand that we cannot die. Our kidneys cannot fail. Our liver cannot have problems. Nothing in us because the anointing is indwelling in the inside of us. So when you get saved, what happens? Acts chapter 2 verse 38 to 39. Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promise is unto you and to your children. And to all that are far off. So the promises of God is for you and all your children. And it is on account of the promise of God that must be made manifest for you and your children. That he has sent the Holy Spirit. For, remember, look. Then Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Now. Remember, he has said that this was what was prophesied by Joel. In the last days, I'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Now, he's speaking to us that the promises of scripture, it is for us. For the promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord God shall call. So, anybody that God calls, the promises of scripture... What he said to Joshua, this book of the law shall not depart. And within that book, God gave promises. Deuteronomy 28 is in the promise. Amen? Amen? Yeah. All the promises of scripture, he says it is for you and your children. He said he has promised us the Holy Spirit. Someone say the Holy Spirit. 
Why did God promise us the Holy Spirit? Write this down. God has promised me the Holy Spirit to manifest in my life. God has promised the Holy Spirit to manifest in my life to, number one, to bring comfort to me. Number two, to strengthen me. Number three, to empower me so that I live a supernatural life without stress, strain, and struggle. I have the promise of the Holy Spirit in my life to comfort me. One, two, to strengthen me. Three, to empower me so that I live a supernatural life without stress, strain, and struggle. The Holy Spirit is there to comfort you when you face difficulties. This book of the Lord shall not depart. You shall observe to do. So he's there to comfort you. To let you know that the word of God says, I'm with you always. I shall never leave you nor, 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 nor forsake you. He reminds you of the promises of God to give you comfort. That though your beginning may be small, your latter end shall exceedingly increase. He's there to comfort you that there shall be none barring in all my holy mountains. He means the fact that you have not had a child does not mean you will not do it. That by the time God gets ready, he will give you double. Are we together in this place? It's so important that we understand the role of the Holy Spirit. He's there to comfort you by bringing into your remembrance the covenant promises of God. He's there to comfort you by bringing into your remembrance the covenant promises of God, number one. By bringing into your remembrance the promises of God's presence available to you wherever you are we went through the fire and through the waters but you have brought us into a worthy place the holy spirit is there to comfort you hallelujah number two he's there to strengthen you so that you don't lose courage he says cast not your confidence which has great recompense of reward he said for you have need of patience that after you have done the will of god you will obtain the promise cast not your confidence he said what Cast not your confidence. So Job will say something like, I know my Redeemer lives. I know what? My Redeemer lives. He is to strengthen you in the midst of difficulties. There's a scripture in the Bible that says that, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It is the Holy Spirit that equips and empowers you to be strengthened in the inner man. He said, do not fear. For I am with you. Do not be dismayed. For I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yea. I will help you. So God is there. The Holy Spirit is there to give you comfort. And to strengthen you. This is why you walk with confidence assurance. Because you know that greater is he that is in you. Than he that is in the world. He gives you strength because you live in a fallen world. Where there are demonic elements that want to destroy you. And so he strengthens you. When you show up, there's a spiritual defense around you. There's a what? It's a spiritual defense around you. I am not moved by what I see. I'm not moved by the things that are going on. I am not moved because greater is he that is in me. Than he, he says, for behold, he shall be with you. God is always with us. That's why David said, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He continues and says, yea. Although I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. It goes to Psalm 27, and David now continues to say that, 
The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? He says, when my enemies, even my foes, come against me, they stumbled and fell. Do an host may rise against me, my heart will not fear. Ah, Strength in the midst of fear. It only comes by the Holy Spirit. See, Holy Spirit is there to empower us. Someone say empower. He empowers me so that I live a supernatural life without stress. Ah, a supernatural. It's not everybody that goes through struggle in life. Oh. You see, there is power in your inside that if you will activate it, will bring you such peace. The Holy Spirit in the inside. If you activate, if you respond to that power in the inside of you, the Holy Spirit's promptings, the Holy Spirit's leadings, the anointing of the Lord, if you will listen, you'll be happy. So why is the Holy Spirit in my life? Write it down. Number one. The Holy Spirit is in your life for revelation. He's in your life for what? Revelation. The Holy Spirit is in your life for revelation. First Corinthians chapter 2 verse number 9. First Corinthians chapter 2 verse number 9. But as it is written, eyes have not seen, nor ears heard, neither have entered into the heart of man. The things which God hath, past tense, prepared for them that love him. So, so once I submit to God because I love him, the Bible says God has prepared things. It has not entered into the heart of men. Eyes have not seen. Ears have not heard. It has not entered into the heart of men. In other words, men cannot define the possibilities of your life except you do. Yeah. Can you imagine somebody like Senor with all his fineness and his cool, composed, well-behaved, manicured personality? Walking to somebody and say, hello, sir. My name is so so and so he's too busy looking for money when matthew 6 33 says seek ye first the kingdom of god the anointing on your life is not just for you the anointing on your life is for the body of christ it is for the advancement of the cause of christ he did not give us the anointing to keep it that's why you are not getting blessed because when you use your anointing you get paid the bible says they that turn many unto righteousness they shall be like stars in the firmament of the heavens. They that turn many. Are you turning many unto righteousness? You want to be a star. You want to shine in the midst of a dark world. You want to be distinguished. You want to be celebrated everywhere. I kept winning souls. Going on radio. I'm tired. Bringing the loss to the Lord. One day I got to an airport. I was just going to pray for somebody. Turn somebody onto righteousness. When I got there, a private jet was waiting for me. It took me. The rest is history. That was when I started sitting in private jets. I sat in private jets. Uh, now, I don't even care about it. Because as I'm turning many onto righteousness, the things everybody is saying, hey, the day I was sitting in a jet. You focus on the advancement of Christ. He knows how to take care of you. That's all I'm saying. See, church, I never lack who. Mine is strange. It's strange. You know, when I was sitting down there, I wanted to give my offering. Then I saw that I had only 20 CDs. I said, 20 CDs is not a respect unto God. We closed church. Somebody came to church purposely to give me money so that I can give an offering. Somebody came to church. 
I've not seen the person in a long time. The person came and said, Oh, so for me, bro, baby, kakra, so that I can be able to give my offering. If God can move an outsider to bring me money for offering, what are we talking about? I just sat down to preach. I, I, I'm checking my offering. Now I close. Somebody, I said, Oh, I don't have money. Why? Because my money yesterday, I gave it for somebody's hospital. So I don't have any money for myself. And God have made somebody bring me money so that I can give my offering. If God can move an answer that, that I've not met for many years, to be, what do you think God will do when you, you are on the go for the Lord? When you are, you are loving God and see, you must respect the anointing on your life. The anointing will only start working when you work it. That's why it's there. They say grace, everybody you have. Ephesians 4 verse 6, to which one of us grace is given according to the message. You, you see, we activate the ministry of the Holy Spirit by faith. By what? By what? Ephesians 3 verse 13. We activate the ministry of the Holy Spirit by faith. Let me, let me end it. Let me. Wherefore I desire that ye faint not as at my tribulation for you which is your glory. For we, you which is your glory. Verse 14. For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named that he will grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. Paul is saying that even in my chains I am doing that for the advancement of, of Christ. That is why after 2,000 years plus, we still mention Paul's name. Anybody that will sacrifice for the cause of Christ, God will honor you. Amen. I'm telling you, God will honor you. God will honor you. God will honor you. Amen? You see, the Holy Spirit, write this down, is the agency that helps me to live a supernatural life. The Holy Spirit is the agency that helps me live a supernatural life. John chapter 14 verse 26. But the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things. And bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I said unto you. So the Holy Spirit reminds us, he does what? He does what? So he helps me to live a supernatural life. <laughs> ah! When people are struggling, God reminds me of something he told me many, many years ago. He gives me an advantage that other people don't get. That's the Holy Spirit. Are you writing it down? Oh, let me end. You see, I'm going to say some major statements. So based on that scripture, write this down. My redemption restores my thinking and helps me to function in the class of God. This one, I heard it too and I wrote it down. My redemption restores my thinking and helps me to function in the class of God. It shall bring to your remembrance the things I've told you. So I function in the class of my redemption restores my thinking and helps me to function in the class of God. My redemption restores my thinking and helps me to function in the class of God. Why? Because the Holy Spirit will cause your thoughts to be agreeable to his will. Write it down. So that you understand what I'm saying. The Holy Spirit will cause your thoughts, your thoughts, T-H-O-U-G-H-T-S. The Holy Spirit will cause your thoughts to be agreeable. Agree, A-G-R-E-E-A-B-L-E. To be agreeable to his will. So he can work through my thoughts or your thoughts and plannings. God can work through your thoughts and plannings. To be established and succeed. Let me explain it to you. 
What he's saying is that God can work through your thoughts and plannings. So whilst you are planning, the Holy Spirit will be drawing your attention to possible challenges. So that the plans are established. Established means that it, it, it becomes grounded. It, it becomes fruitful. Amen? And succeed. Yeah. Separate my redemption restores my thinking from that one. Separate it. Separate this part. This is different from this one. There are many ways you can respond to God. Either by a rejected response or by a receptive response. What does it mean? So the Holy Spirit will speak to you. But whether you respond to it or reject it, it is your choice. Give me Proverbs 16 verse 3, amplified version. Proverbs 16 verse number 3. Please go over the notes. Eh? Go and re-listen to the preaching because it's, now I'm teaching plenty things. <laughs> and all this is just for the sermon for today. The first service and this one. <laughs> he says, commit your ways to the Lord. Submit and trust them to him. Are you seeing the meaning of stop? commit your ways to the Lord? See, submit it and trust them and trust it into God's hands. He says, and your plans will succeed if you respond to his will and guidance. Your plans will succeed if you, the Lord has made everything for its own purpose, even the wicked according to their role for the day of evil. So that's why you submit your way. So that even when after you have done everything, evil comes your way it is part of the package that will take you to the level of elevation but how many of us are willing to do that could it be that see your blessing is one soul away from you that person you will not win to the lord is the one actually who carries the next level because you know somebody who knows somebody who is the key to your next level i pray for you let your thoughts be agreeable with the lord wherever you are Close your eyes. Pray unto God. What is it that you have heard today? How will this word be a blessing to you? Pray and say, Lord, let my thoughts be agreeable with your thoughts. Let my thoughts be agreeable with your thoughts. Let my thoughts agree with the thoughts of God. In the name of the Lord Jesus.